Well, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Reitz. I'm excited that you're joining us today. As a reminder, this podcast exists because words matter, and we believe healthy communication is oxygen for relationships and leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one, on a team, from a stage behind a screen. We hope to challenge you, encourage you to communicate in healthy ways. And we know that when you do, the world will be better because you have chosen healthy communications. Well, I am joined by my co-host extraordinaire, Dennis Poulet today. One of my favorite days of the week. One of my, it's podcast day. It's fun. You can't go, you can't go. Earlier before we press record, I did my World Cup voice. Uh, if Dennis was introduced as a, as a soccer player, I thought it was pretty good. It was it was all right. It was pretty good. It, was all right. it wasn't too bad. Well, Dennis, I just want to say hello. I want to say a few words to you. You're amazing. I love your friendship. I'm sorry. Thank you. You matter. You're so funny. You're incredible. If you can't notice on today's you episode, <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> If you can't notice on today's episode, we are diving into some words and phrases that we can speak into the lives of others in 2023 that we really believe will change their world, has the potential to fill their cup, has the potential to change their life, maybe in that moment. And so we're going to dive into those words and phrases. And so uh, you're going to be listening to this podcast probably sometime in 2023 we're gonna we're gonna air it right before 2023 you're probably in the season where you're trying to figure out goals for the next year do, what changes do we want to make so we want to challenge you uh, to think about making some of these words and phrases a priority to speak more frequently in 2023. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that you say over and over and over and over again. And one of the goals is that these can become the things that we make and we say over and over and over again. You know, like my dad has phrases that I remember my dad saying all the time. Yes. And, I, you know, some of them you could say on the podcast, some of them you could <laughs> Some of you can't. <laughs> but, you know, there, there, a lot of them are the, oh, man, dad joke kind of things. But yes. you want to be that kind of person that's known for specific saying specific things. So these yeah. seven... Or eight? How many we got? Well, we got seven for sure. Seven. Okay. We, I think there's a couple bonus ones, but okay. seven phrases All right. that will really change your 2020. So we asked Facebook. We did ask Facebook. All-knowing Facebook, you guys, people who listen. Facebook kind of exploded on me. Yeah. It and, really did. And uh, they helped with some of these. Some really of them helped. we couldn't put on the list, not because they were bad. We just don't have enough time. Right? We don't have enough time. And some of them really didn't fit the parameters. Like, we really asked, like, hey... We're looking for phrases that you could really speak into someone's life. And some right. of them were like, oh, okay. <laughs> What are you saying? Well, yeah, what, you didn't like the ones that I, like, give me a million dollars? Those were good. Words matter. See, those <laughs> yeah, are good. Yeah, yeah. See, Dennis, I like what you did there. But it was really fun. Speaking of, I know we got to jump into this, but speaking of Facebook exploding, I just have to. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have to talk about this because I'm sitting on the couch the other night. Humble brag. It's a humble brag. It really is. But I'm sitting on the couch the other night, and I do this post because the Tim Tebow Foundation, Tim Tebow, God bless him, he, the Tim Tebow Foundation sent, uh, Tim Tebow. sent us a devotional, the Tim Tebow devotional. Uh, and so last year they had asked uh, us to write a devotional for it. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. So we wrote a devotional about how when I was standing in Kai's orphanage in Nanjing, China, about how I experienced Jesus in this crazy way. Anyways, it was just this great way. So I 
they sent the they sent it and I just posted a photo and I just said, Thank you so much, Tim Tebow Foundation. You know, thank you, Tim Tebow, for all you do. And then I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I look at my phone and it says, Tim Tebow commented on your post. And I'm like, okay, Tim's probably got like 17 social media people. Like, I get it. No worries. But then I looked at my phone again and it was at 100 likes. I'm like, and when I sent it to you, it was like at 98 likes. I was like, look at this. This is cool. Yeah. And then it was at 200, 500, 800. I'm sending it to my 18-year-old. He's like, yeah, so what? No, I'm just kidding, Zach. I know you loved it. Then it was at like 1,000. And I'm thinking to myself, did Tim Tebow really comment? Uh, we, I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't know if we'll ever know. Tim, if you're watching Unless this. Unless he calls Tim, you Tim, if you're listening. Oh, no, wait. Never mind. <laughs> I don't have a 727 area <laughs> oh, code. Oh, that's I right. 989. I just uh, press your little face. But yeah, so it was, it was just crazy. It was amazing, this like little, little crazy thing that happened. It ended up with like 2,800 likes and a million people commented because Tim Tebow. They want to... Yes. Or the account. Anyways, it was just yeah. a it was just a crazy thing that I just, you know, I was like, man, that was that was crazy. I'm gonna maybe I should tag him in something. And see what and happens. see what happens. Yeah. But what happened was it kind of gave me this little boost. And I think bringing it back to the seven phrases. If you incorporate seven of these phrases into your life, into your regular day-to-day, your everyday going about it, my in my house with my family, with my neighbors on my neighborhood street, in the grocery store, in my workplace, in my school, really think these phrases could bring incredible life change, incredible boosts, inc- incredible world change to your world and the people that you're speaking into them. And so we got a lot of runners up. We thought we just hit a couple of them because there was a million of them that were commented. Thank you everyone for commenting. Appreciate yeah. that. What were some of the runners up, Dennis? Uh, so, you know, I think there was one I'm going to read a couple of them. One was I feel heard by you. That's a good one. Um, you know. It's a good one. Yeah, I support you. I'm oh. proud of you. I know that's one of my favorites. Like, I'm really proud of what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't say blah, blah, blah afterwards. That, you know, you know. That, that like the good. actual genuineness <laughs> of I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. You yes. enrich my life was yep. another one. Um, I believe in you. I think that one is important. You can do it. Can, yeah. You can do it. Don't you know? give up. Yeah. Um, and then another one was, I will never forget how you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But not blah, blah, blah. Like specific. That's a great one. I'll never forget how you made me that delicious coffee that one time. What I really loved about the comment thread was that there was really a lot of vulnerability. And you could really read some of that and feel some of the vulnerability in some of the people's comments. You know, I mean, comments like, you're a good mom. Yeah. You're doing great. Don't give up. You know, just some of those kind of things. Yeah. And I think, too, like some of these, you know, they get real specific real quick. Yes. You know, like like we're going to go through some and you're going to probably hear them and you're going to be like, well, duh, of course I'm supposed to say that. But yeah, you are. But like make it personal, make it sincere, make it genuine and make it specific to that person. Absolutely. Like I love that one that we just read because it's it's giving you a specific reason to say, I'll never forget how you did a specific thing. I love that. That helps. I love that. I think one of the best uh, tools that I ever learned, and I think I learned it from John Maxwell, but John Maxwell talked about keeping a encouragement journal or, you, you know, when somebody when somebody does some a generosity journal, that's what it was called. When, keep a generosity journal. So when someone does something for you that just 
kind of takes your breath away for a second. You write that down and then you remind them, you know, a month later, a year later, five years later. Right. And it, it, it really speaks to that. I'll never forget when you did that for my family. Like we were in such a low place and you did that for us. I mean, that really speaks life in the people. Yep. Yep. Specificity. That's huge. Is that a word? Yeah. I was listening to a podcast this morning. I had to bring this up because I was on my walk and I got I got going a little bit late. It was like six AM. I wanted to get wanted to get out there a little bit sooner. But I'm listening to the Carrie Newhoff podcast. Shout out to Carrie. And he had Roy Vaden on. Roy Vaden is a public speaker expert. I mean, this guy, I mean, he worked for Zig Ziglar for four years. I mean, the great Zig Ziglar. But he talked about in, in his own business and life, just one of his incredible goals and one of the things that just drives him is that helping others succeed is a fire that will never burn out. And he's like, this is why I do what I do. Because what he does now is he helps people with their personal brand. So what do you want to be known for? He helps people figure that out, find that out, and then tell the world about it. Right. And so when he says helping others succeed is a fire that will never burn out, if you pick up one of these seven phrases and you make this a priority in your life to speak those kind of words that matter, you dare I say speak with people, not at them. I'm just telling you, your life will be turned upside down because you will begin to experience uh, what it's like to, to just become others obsessed in a way that you're forgetting your own needs, you're forgetting your own selfishness, and you're helping others. And it's amazing how your needs, your cup, your tank, your encouragement will be filled when you start speaking this life into the world. So, yeah, I think 2023... 2023 could be that year where you focus on other people. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, right? Like, mm. this is the year. This is the year. This is the time. This is this is what I want to do. I want to help other people do what they are seeking to do, what they feel God has called them to do, and help them succeed. And I love that quote. So let's That's talk good. about number one. Number one, seven phrases that will change your 2023. We had to start with kind of the big one. And we went right with the big one. And the big one is, I love you. I love you too. Uh, Thank you you so much. But this is just huge. I mean, I mean, people, I keep going back to our, our podcast on encouragement. When I said, I think people's encouragement tanks are at about a quarter full. And you're like, "Mm, I think they're running on fumes. And I've thought about that a lot the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, I think you're right. Like, I think they're right. And so you want to talk about filling someone's encouragement tank. You're changing someone's world, reminding them that they're loved. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's kind of funny because Janelle and I were just talking about this in our own family. It's funny because I love you is like a greeting at our house. Mm. Like it's like the it's like the I'm leaving the room and I'm going back into my room or whatever. And so we say, Love ya. Like my kids do that when they're going upstairs to go to their room to us. Like that's their see you later, goodbye. But I for me, it's something more. It's like, I love hearing that, right? Yes. Like, I don't know. Not that I didn't hear that at home whenever I was a kid, but I, I'm sure there are a lot of families that don't really make it part of their culture. Mm. And so not like to brag on us, oh, look at us, we're so great. But the fact that like my kids actually say that with their like their friends too. <laughs> like it's, a, it's almost a little like, I'm like, that's weird. We would have never said that as like 
16-year-olds, you right. know, to our friend. Like, all right, I'll see you later. Love you. But, like, my, my son's friend, whenever he leaves our house, tells us that he loves us. But, see, I love that because you've created that type of culture, and that probably speaks to the type of culture where it's safe, it's healthy. You know, he, he just feels welcome and accepted there. Yeah, and, I mean, you could probably make an argument that maybe that is diluting the term or, or whatever. But to me, it's, it's, to me, it's like... Let's elevate it. Let's make it an everyday thing. So it doesn't have to be like this crazy, like you only save loving for like people that you are with like 24 seven. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. I say, you know what? Forget the diluting the term <laughs> thing. I mean, I just think people need to hear yeah, it, yeah. need to hear it. And especially like in your family, you know, what would it look like if you really made that a priority to remind your spouse, remind your kids that you love them. And then, you know, maybe in the workplace, you don't feel so comfortable, <laughs> you know, to walk out of your boss's office like after a performance evaluation and say, hey, I love you. But you can definitely show that love with your actions. Right. You can show that love with your your kindness, your patience, your self-control, your gentleness. I mean, you, you can show that love. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking about uh, my wife's family in this. And my, when I first came into their family about 26, 27 years ago, uh, my wife's grandmother, uh, every time somebody would leave her house, and her family gathered all the time, but every time somebody would leave, she would hug every single person and she would tell them she loved them. And I was just like, every single time you're going to hug? And uh, I finally asked my wife, and she's like, well, and I'm going to mess this, this part of the story up because I can't remember, but my, uh, my wife's grandmother had a sibling who she forgot to hug and say, I love you. And then that night they died, you know, accident, un unexpected. And so she just told herself for the rest of my life, I'm going to tell people I love them and hug them every time they leave. Yeah. And I just, the, the power of those three words is just incredible. Yeah. That, that whole greeting everybody is a, that's a, at least in Mexico city, that was a cultural thing that took mm. some time for us to get used to. Anytime anybody comes in, to any like gathering or even a house, they will go to each person individually. Yep, and greet them. Like in Mexico, you give a hug or you give a kiss, you know, kiss on the cheek, and you, and you basically you say hi to everybody. And then if you're leaving, like if you're in a group, you're leaving, you get up, you sit, you go to each person individually, and you say goodbye. Wow. To each person individually wow. too. So that was like for us, that was like. That was a, a culture shock thing, but it was actually something that I'm like, oh, I probably should take that with me and make that a point. I I'm love not that. very good at paying attention to every single person in the room whenever I walk in. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? But that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a general thing. But for some reason, that individual for sure. um, attention. That's huge. Helps. It really speaks to, I'm going to mess this word up, but civility? Is that, is that the, the right word? word? Yeah. I mean, I just think our culture in general... Civility is just way down the list. I mean, it's just way down the list. You know, you just, the amount of people who are so rude to each other when they drive, they're so rude to their servers at restaurants, they're rude to each other in the workplace, their words. So that's why this number one phrase is just one that we have to make a priority. I love you. Yes. Okay, number two. Let's go. Number two. Oof, this is another powerful one. And so... Yeah, it just seems so simplistic, but it's so complex. And it's just two words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's not like, I'm sorry you look like that. It's, I'm, <laughs> it's genuine, I'm right. sorry. Like, real, right. actual. A heartfelt... I'm sorry you feel that I might have offended you at that one point of time 
30 years ago and uh, yeah right I'm sorry that you're upset with me no 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 it's a genuine heartfelt empathetic I'm putting myself in your shoes I can see that my words hurt you I can see that my actions hurt you or I can see how you took my words you know or made them that way like for years my tongue I never got control of the sarcasm like it's just it was one of my gifts and and I've the last 10 years of my life like I had to really rein in the sarcasm because for years it was so biting and so dark and so sharp I don't I don't know I don't know why it was um really Michael Scott from the office kind of helped me because <laughs> when I learned that's what she said comments that kind of took over the the sharp sarcasm but not the sarcastic I'm sorry's, not the sar- the sorry's because we think our spouse needs to hear them or our friend needs to hear. Them. No, a genuine heartfelt I'm going to put myself empathetically in your shoes, consider your feelings, your emotions, your life and then process it through that. Yeah, like the teenager I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. That right. doesn't count. No, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. And at the adult sorry because sometimes we're like yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry oh, whatever yeah. sorry yeah yeah so, but but it is a, it's amazing what forgiveness and repentance do absolutely in relationships absolutely when you truly are saying hey you know what uh yeah i let my pride get in the way or i let my arrogance get in the way and i am sorry that you know this was hurt and so sidebar like we'll talk more about this in the future podcast but just saying i'm sorry is probably not going to repair something that was desperately damaged or hurt, but it's a good practice to put into place so your relationships will flourish if and when your words do get out of control or your actions get out of control. And so you're you're ready to say that. I was talking to a leader on the phone yesterday, and they were talking about someone that they work with, and he's a real driven, real driven leader and you know, would just always say things or do things without kind of thinking them through. And then he just kind of left some hurt and pain, but he had the emotional intelligence to know, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. A couple of days later. Oh, wow. Okay. I can, I, I, I left all of that pain. And so this leader yesterday was telling me that it really meant a lot that even a couple of days later, their supervisor would come to them and say, Hey, a couple of days ago, you know, I know that I was just, steamrolling and you know didn't mean all that i am sorry for those kind of things even that kind of sorry that's fantastic i mean i'm sorry so number one i love you number two i'm sorry dennis take away number number three three, you matter you matter not like you're made up of matter but you matter you matter you are valuable you are worth something probably a lot (laughs) not just something you're worth something you're you matter you you are important you are important. I was speaking at an assembly once in Petoskey, Michigan. Uh, our YouTube audience, I'm putting my hand up because I'm at a point where Petoskey is. It's way up there, very tip of Michigan. And I Southern get, Canada. Southern Canada. And I get done with this assembly, and my assembly was on choosing kindness. Choosing kindness. And this young woman comes up to me, 16, and she's like, hey, thank you. You know, your stories were... Uh, fun. You made us laugh. You made us kind of, you know, forget about our problems for a little bit there. And she's like, but I just want to give you some, you know, encouragement or maybe a challenge of what you could add to your assembly. I was like, yes, please. And she said, you know, uh, I know that these kids are probably used, maybe some of their parents telling them, 
you know, that they're, that they're special or they matter or, but she's like, we just, we need adults to remind us that we are loved, that we are mattered, that we do matter, that we have been created in a special way, that we are unique, that we can just be ourselves. And I mean, she was just pouring her heart. And I thought, absolutely. I don't think that's just a teenage thing. I think it's an adult thing because I think we get lost in the, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people just when we think, oh, wow, I've got this special trait that nobody else has. And then we find out, you know, oh, wait a minute. Somebody already does that and they do it five times better, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, no, you matter. Like you yeah. matter. Yeah. You bring something to the table. You are important. Yeah. You're the only one of you. That's a good T-shirt. There it is. So I love you. I'm sorry. You matter. And then number you four. You are the only one of you. You are the only one that of you. On sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. You're and, great. And number four? Number four. Is that number four? Yeah. Number four, you are enough. You are enough. Ooh, that's pretty powerful. You are enough. That speaks to a lot. You don't have to like... Yeah, I mean, and I think all of these other ones. So if you say, I love you a lot, it, you are communicating... That you are enough. If you are saying, hey, mm-hmm. you do matter to me, you are saying you are enough. You don't have to change a whole lot of stuff. You don't, I'm not here to try to make you yep. perfect. None of us are perfect. I, I think this is, you know, this is the message that, that God gives to us in the gospel. You're enough. Sure. You, you sure. are, I, I, number one, I love you, but you're enough. You don't, yep. you don't have to strive and work to satisfy or to gain my love. You are enough just who you are. Yep. And wouldn't it be amazing if just in families, you know, I mean, everybody's at such a different place in life. And so wouldn't it be amazing if, you know, I was a little league coach for many, many years and I would see all different types of parents, you know, the parents who were just there because they wanted their, their kid to do something fun. The parents there who were there who really thought that their kid was going to be you know, an all-star in the major league baseball someday, the parents who were there who, you know, you know, I, so it's just all different ones, all different ones. And so wouldn't it be something though, you know, even for me as a parent during those little league years, like I play baseball with my kids all of the time. And I try to think back and challenge myself, you know, if one of my kids would have said, dad, I just, I just don't want to do this. I'd rather, you know, play the trumpet or I'd rather play the piano or I'd rather play the guitar than play baseball. You know, would, would I as a parent be like, okay, like do what you love to do. So often we don't feel like we're enough because we're not, you know, successful enough or we're not doing enough or we're not leading enough projects or we, we just spend all this energy and all of this time putting all this pressure on herself, just let it go. Just be you. You are enough the way that you were created. Yeah, and I think sometimes we put that on ourselves too. Like, Yes. I, there's something to be said about actually striving to be better. Yes. Right? But we do live in a culture that is always, these are the things I need to improve. And so that's, at least I do. Like, I'm sitting there going, okay, I need to get better at this. I need yep. to get better at this. I want to do this. I got a to-do list. I've got all these things, you know, I'm, and so it's not even necessarily a, I don't like myself the way that I am, but I want to get better at things. Yep. And so I think my kids and, and just people in general, we do that. And then we're like, okay, so I'm not enough yet. Yeah. Like I'm not where I want to be. Nobody's saying we're all where we want to be. We right. all do want to, to, you know, improve those things in our lives, but we want to also take the time to be like, you know what, even if none of that ever improved, I'm enough. Yep. This is enough. Like, yep. 
that's those are the communication kind of things that we need to do for each other is to say, hey, you are enough. This is okay. Yep. Maybe we do need to improve some things. You know, I'm thinking like the coaching coaching episode that we that we did. You know, I mean, yeah, you are talking about getting better. We right. are talking about making things um, right and doing, you know, getting stronger or getting thinner or getting better at work or whatever it is. But we're also talking about, you know, hey, those are not the end all be right. all of life. Right. You are enough. Right. Um, the way that you are. Right. I think there's a balance. It's such a balance. And. I think it speaks to, I mean, something that my wife, you know, has, has had a, a consistent message and thought to me over the 26 years, almost 26 years we've been married. She'll say to me, Jason, you just need to learn how to love yourself. And there are just times, you know, when I think about you're enough and I think about, okay, I've got all this, I've got all this, uh, what I want to achieve. And then I want to accomplish this. And, you know, I've had seasons in my life where I was in such a rut because of my weight or because of, you know, my back pain, and then that led to this, and then that led to that, and then I got to this place where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'll, I'll never matter, I'll never be enough, you know, I'll never, uh, and it, it was, I mean, such incredibly tough seasons, and in those lowest points, the friends that would reach out to me and speak these kind of words, you know, really did save my life, I mean, Give me that boost, you know, if, if, if I was like in a pit and I was trying to get up, you know, every one of those little phrases, every one of those times where a friend would just say, hey, let's go hang out. Every one of those times, a friend, you know, a family member who would say, I love you or I'm sorry or you matter or you're enough would just help me get, you know, a little bit more so I can at least get my head above water. And so you are enough. Like it's just a it's just a huge one. Whew. So we've got four. I love you. I'm sorry. You matter. You are enough. Number five, kind of a big one, and this is one where probably, you know, people think it's diluted at times because we do say it a lot. I think some people say it a lot, but I don't think you can say it enough. Thank you. Gracias. Si. Is that right? <laughs> I don't even know. Yes. All right. <laughs> thank you. And be creative with the thank you. Yeah. Right? Like, thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for being so helpful. Thank you for getting me coffee. Thank, Thank you. you for everything. Yeah, all the stuff. A little surprise later, Tracy. Uh, Tracy. Christy's going to get us lunch at Panera Bread. Oh, Tracy's going to yeah. go pick it up. Thank you. So thank, thank you, you, Christy. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Tracy, in advance. So thank you. Look for ways to thank you. And you know me. You know me and my crazy obsession with handwritten cards. Yes. Write out a thank you. And actually sent it to someone. Just this week, I've gotten three texts from people where they take a picture of the thank you card and they, them holding it, and then they send it to me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I love mean, that. Yeah, and just being grateful. I think expressing gratitude. Yes. Like, you know, anytime somebody, I mean, gifts are a good way of saying thank you. Yep. Um, cards, even a text. I know you liked to write things out, but maybe, you're, maybe people aren't there yet, right? Absolutely. But just saying, hey, thanks. Thanks so much for, and again, being specific, like we said, even about the uh, whatever it was that we said, um, I will never forget yeah. how you did blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You could also say, thank you so much for, and then talking about a specific right. thing that actually made your life better or changed your life. Yeah, I read a book, and I, I think I've talked about it. <sighs> 
hopefully someday I'll have the author on. His name's Keith Ferrazzi. He wrote a book called Never Eat Alone. And it's a book on connecting and networking and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I that hit me like years ago. And one of the things I try to do whenever I meet with somebody, you know, afterwards, later that afternoon, I send a text thanking them. And then they will also get that handwritten card in the mail, you know, thanking them. So just whatever step you can take, just do that. And I think say, Thank in business you. it's important too. Clients, you know, you, you, you get a client and it's like you, you can't take them for granted. Absolutely. Because you spend a lot of money up front trying to get a lead, trying to convert that lead into a customer, trying yep. to get that customer to buy your product, trying to, you know, all that. And then thank you is a is a huge thing because then we know that the repeat value of that customer is it's just huge is worth a lot more than what it's going to cost you to get another customer usually. right so um you know even in business i think you could probably change a business if you had a, a gratitude department absolutely you know if chick-fil-a sent me a thank you every time i ordered there well, they kind of do. They kind of do. They kind of do. In my rewards, yeah. they send thank you. And, 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 they, and or the, the mobile order. Like, hey, thank you so much for your mobile and order. And they respond with a, my pleasure. Yes. You know, I mean, that's just huge. Okay. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. You matter. You are enough. Thank you. Number six. Help me understand. Oh. Sometimes in, in our communication, we're going to have conflict. We're going to have moments that we just have like our discernment flags go off. Discernment is one, definitely one of my gifts, especially as a four on the Enneagram. Like you <laughs> talked about walking into the room. Like I walk into the room and I can like feel where people are at. Like <laughs> spidey senses are, I'm like, oh, they're Dingly. upset and there's something's yeah. off with this person. This person doesn't want to talk. I can feel that, you know, but, but a really good way to, to really check in on somebody when it comes to, you know, a hard conversation or conflict is, hey, just help me understand. Did I offend you when I said that? Or help me understand. You know, were you offended by me not inviting you because this other person told me this or, you know, whatever it is, though, that phrase helped me understand could really help you in a lot of honorable and honoring ways, you know, especially when you deal with relationships or coworkers, you know, friends. and then actually listen and then listen. I mean, <laughs> which we have a whole podcast on the art of listening. Yes. Yes, that's true. You should go listen to that one after this one's over. But, you know, you can't just say, help me understand and then go off on your own tangent do you all rant uh, on your yeah, own? Yeah, like, oh, no. well, you're wrong, and this is not, you know, you're not really trying to understand at that point. Right. But. Just listen, open palm, you know, don't cross your arms, take it in, yeah. and then, you know, use some of these other phrases if you need to. Yeah, and I don't even necessarily, so for me, sometimes whenever I hear that phrase, help me understand, I feel like it's a little condescending. Mm. So I don't necessarily use that mm. as much, but I think you can, you yeah. can, you can convey the same... Uh, message mm -hmm. using different words that, mm. that help me understand. Sometimes, you know, if I said that to my kids, they would probably know that I was using a, a tactic on them, right? <laughs> but, but I could, I could totally, probably, you know, hey, tell me, tell me what's going on. Yeah. Tell me why you feel that way. Let's talk. You know. Yeah. All of those kinds of things, rather than just using help me understand, but truly trying yeah. to understand yeah. the situation before get to the bottom before of it. just spouting or spewing yep. what you want to say. And I've used it a lot as I've uh, led staff throughout the years because, you know, you lead staff and then they'll do something or they'll make a decision. And so a lot of, I've found, especially in that place, definitely it'll kind of put them at ease a little bit. Cause you know, instead of just going off to the, like 
why in the world would you do this? Just help me understand what went into your decision-making process yeah. when you... Okay, six. I love you. I'm sorry. You matter. You are enough. Thank you. Help me understand. And number seven. Uh, it says there, I admire blank. I admire blank. I admire whatever it is. Your hair. Your new glasses. Well, thank you. Wow. The uh, way that you... Uh... Wow. <laughs> Dennis is tickling my uh, my heart my heartstrings right now. Whoa. Um, I admire, and this is this will change your relationships because again, you've got to you got to keep a journal, you got to keep a mental journal, you got to keep a journal of what's going on in their lives, so you can actually speak some truth into them, you can speak some life into them, and again, this is when you speak with them, not at them. Yeah, and it has another, you know, it goes back to that phrase, helping others succeed is left as a fire that will never burn out. When you say, I admire this about somebody, it fuels what they're doing and it helps them succeed. It's it's encouragement. It's it's yep. that whole, like, we just had that podcast episode about encouragement, but yep. these are encouraging words, and encouraging words are very important to people. And this phrase has been huge in my life recently because, you know, six months ago, I... I kind of walked uh, in, a, in a much different direction vocationally than I've ever done the last 26 years. So I've started a company, you know, we've got a bunch of team members that were, you know, forging forward and we're trying to help change the world. Really, that's what we're doing. Like Speak With People exists because we want to elevate the importance and practice of healthy communication in leaders' lives. And so... Uh, that's a big undertaking, and so we're trying to do the podcast, and we're trying to do the blog, and then we're trying to get people to go through our coaching and the conference, and 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 you step outside of something that you've done for 26 years. Like there are lonely moments, even though like we've got a great team. Like I'm surrounded right now with a great team. Um, there are people who listen to the podcast, which I'm so grateful for you. But you know, you're always like, okay, when is the next uh, possibility coming to, you know, talk about coaching or talk about you know speaking somewhere? And so it's a so when someone like like the other day, Ryan Latham texted me. Ryan's a great guy, does uh, coaching for people. He's like, I want to have you on my coaching cohort so you can teach uh, teach what you know about clarity when you're presenting you know, um, a message. And that's like my wheelhouse. Like I love to talk about the clarity box. I love to talk about how to write a big idea statement and wrestle with it. But just that he kept saying, I admire what you're doing. Don't give up, go for it. I, it just meant the world. Yeah. Yeah. It meant the world. So we have seven. I love you. I'm sorry. You matter. You are enough. Thank you. Help me understand. I admire and number eight, we're going to give bonus. a bonus it's episode, a bonus. Yes. and it's the words, bonus the words of probably phrase. the greatest song in the history of all mankind. I only want to be with you by Hootie and I the Blowfish. I was hoping you were going to sing that. Oh, ooh, if I had, no. my, if I had my guitar <laughs> no, 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 around, we don't time for maybe that. I we could. Don't we don't have that. time for that. But I hope, I hope, I genuinely hope that these seven phrases, if you start to implement them in your lives, I hope that they will fill you up, lift you up. Uh, you know, as much as they have for me, for you, as hey, they will change the. They will change twenty twenty three. They will change your twenty twenty three. I mean, we just can't. We just can't emphasize that enough. So, thank you so much for joining us today. For taking the time to be a part of the Speak with People podcast. This is the part of the podcast when I ask you humbly if you would go leave a review. If you listen on Apple or Spotify or Google, wherever you're at, you know we really appreciate those kind words, and. It's 2023 when you're listening to this, or at the very end of 2022, it's almost 2023. 
We hope that you have marked off March 21 to 23 and you join us in Clearwater Beach, Florida for the Speakers Conference. So whether you speak from stages, you deliver presentations in your workplace, you influence from behind a camera, we want to hope, uh, we want to come together and hopefully all of us as speakers, leaders, we will learn how to inspire people to lean in when we communicate because words do matter so powerfully that when we communicate, we want to communicate in such a way that we are speaking life into the world. And so uh, join us. Like I, I just think about how exciting it's going to be to wake up and being in a room with other leaders and people who care about the art and craft of communicating. And so if you're a rookie, join us. If you're a veteran, join us. We're going to have great conversations and really be able to pour into each other. And I would say if that's not you, I'm adding this. I yes. Okay. Add if it. that's not you, but you know somebody that is that tell them tell them and maybe help send them or if it's not you and you want it to be you come on come on be a part like it's going to be an incredible thing go to www.thespeakersconference.com and join us and so thank you so much here's the deal we really believe that words matter and that your world can be changed through healthy communication so we hope that today's episode challenged and encouraged you to choose words that bring life into the world and communicate in healthy ways Thank you for being a part of our podcast in 2022. Now we turn the page and we can't wait for you to join us in 2023. That's right. We'll see you then. Bye.